Welcome back to the newest episode of The Table with Nisha Nicole and Christopher Dallas. Welcome back, people. So um, we're back with another great episode. Hey, hey. And um, so first, we'll get started with the intro to the show. Uh, here at the table, we discuss, we have open discussions on lo- love, life, dating, relationships, and of course, sex. And our goal is to do so in a way that's fun, uplifting, and that brings about learning and healing in our relationships, as opposed to division and dissent. That's right. Nisha Nicole and I have known each other for 20 years, and we would like to share our friendship and our insights with you. We've been individually through the whole spectrum of relationships from dating, married, single, everything else. So we just want to share some of those insights. Guys, let me set up the, the format for the show. About 30 minutes into it, we'll talk a little bit about our show topic. 15 minutes into it, we get into the buzz, which is anything going on in mass media But we start off every single podcast with the Monday Morning Report. So, Nisha Nicole, what do you have for us today? Yes, yes, yes. The Monday Morning Report. I'm ready. Let's go. What you got for today? Well, I I would like to say nothing, but but it's it's something. Give us an update on that guy that you were seeing that it was sort of going slow. What's going on? Okay, so we went out again. Okay. Um, so we didn't do the movie night. Um, so we did end up meeting out. Okay. Had a good time as normal. Um, Is it eating out? Yes. Meeting out. Eating I'm sorry, I made out. a sexual reference there. Go ahead. And Please, arrest- continue. <laughs> Please continue. You know what? I, I just yeah. walked right into that. I did. Boom. I yeah. did. I but did he right walk in. right into it? That's the question. Is this going anywhere? No, he did not walk right into it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> See. Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So had the date. Still at the end of the night, no kiss, no attempt to kiss. So here's My the goodness. thing. Here's the thing. I feel like he's interested, definitely. And here's why I say that. Okay. Is because during the date, he always sets up for the next date. That's Great. a sign of interest, right? Absolutely. Okay. And a couple of times I got, you know, he's mentioned us taking a road trip or some type of trip, right? Okay. Because we did meet in a, in a group that was centered around travel. So there's that. Lovely. Okay, so here's the thing. So at the end of the date, when we're about to part, it's like I'm I'm sitting there thinking, okay, maybe he'll go in for a kiss this time or something. Right. Nothing. Like not no pause, nothing, but call me when you, call me and let me know you made it home. And I'm like, oh, okay. So how do you feel about that? I mean, this has been dragging on for a while in terms of him asking you out and then you guys are going out. He seems interested. But how do you feel about the lack of any sort of just beyond general flirtations? He hasn't really done anything to show any romantic or sexual interest. Doesn't he know you have a romantic sexual podcast to be able to discuss these things? (laughs) No, he does not. Okay. But still, (laughs) he's giving us nothing here. Uh, how do you feel about how do you feel about that okay so i i'm confused 
Yeah. Because this, I, I've never had a guy go this long without trying to, to kiss me or right. any, just, you know, no. What is this, date like six, seven, five? It's, I think it's, I think it's five. Five dates, no attempted kiss or right. more than just a shoulder rub, like the great uncle vibe that we talked about before, right? <laughs> right. And right, you feel right. hashtag confused. I feel hashtag confused. However, the other part of me is I'm really enjoying just hanging out and having companionship with someone mm. of the opposite sex. So I'm not bummed out about it. Right, right. I get that. I get that. Hashtag friend zone. Yeah. Hashtag <laughs> friend zone. So I don't know. I don't know if I'll do any more updates on this guy. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Well, one last question on that. What would okay. you like to happen if there's a magic wand you could wave? Do you want him to lean in for a kiss? Because it still feels like you're not sure either. He leans in for a kiss. Are you going to feel like awkward? Here we go. No, I, w- I wouldn't feel awkward because I think a kiss can be very telling. Okay. Like, Agreed. I, I, like a bad kisser is, mm, you know, I, no, uh, it's definitely a turnoff. So I, I, I would like to go ahead and get that out the way, but I'm, I still don't like being the one to make the first move. I know. Sure. Sure. Old sure, school. Sure. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's completely understandable uh, in these early stages. Uh, evidently he doesn't like making the first move either. So, <laughs> <laughs> so okay. So is that the end of your Monday morning report, Monday morning report? Do you want to share anything else about that particular dating sequence before I give you my reflexive um, Monday morning report? No, that's about it for me. Cause other than that, I'm not really, I'm not dating. I'm not on the market, you know, Okay. So that's it. That's okay, okay, it. okay. I appreciate. But that. at least I do have something because there was a while there I had nothing. Well, I'm go- I'm about to say nothing, but I'm about to reach into my recycle bin for a a, a, a dating situation which doesn't exactly mirrors yours, but I, okay. the emotion that you have behind it of confusion is exactly what I can relate to, and I want to share one of my recycled uh, dating stories, and that is from I want to start off with at the end of date number six, and I know about date number six because I wrote this into the book, the Royal Penthouse Suite. At the end of date number six, a woman and I that had been going out. We wake up in my bed on a Sunday morning, scantily clad, which sounds like a great way to start off a story, right? Right. We did not have sex that that previous night. We just had hung out at a house party. One of her friends had a party. Okay. Went to the house party. We had done a little bit of drinking. We made it back to my place. We did some fooling around, but we kind of passed out, right? Okay. So we're waking up in the bed. That's where the story starts. And I'm feeling pretty good about it because Nisha Nicole, I've had six great dates with this woman leading up to this point. And I'm feeling pumped about it. Unlike it, sounds your, like a, it sounds like a no-brainer. At this right. Point. Unlike your guy, there's been plenty of kissing. There's been fooling around. It just hasn't actually been sex. I haven't actually put my penis into her to that point. Right? I think had, I think we all know what sex means and entails. I just want to make sure but, we had okay. a sex dating podcast that we okay. were absolutely crystal clear on where this was standing. And I we were crystal that. clear on me being excited about it. So we got, got dressed, and a couple of days later, we had our next date, which is now date number seven. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. You mean to tell me Christopher Dallas yes. even allowed, yes. well, not in a creepy way, but. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. You both to get dressed? Well, like, she, she, I knew she had early morning plans and I kind of did as well. 
Okay, so okay, so, so that's yeah. kind of. But uh, it's also based off what I'm about to say about the next date, okay. because the next date coming, which is a couple of days later, a lunch date. I'm feeling I'm about to go in for a bigger kill than just getting some ass. It's getting a girlfriend. I'm figuring we are on the line for that. That I've done enough work, we've had enough flirtation, we've had enough okay. good time over those six dates that I'm about to have a girlfriend. So who cares if I smashed the previous Saturday night? I'm about to have a girlfriend. We're about to have all the sex we want over the course of our budding relationship. Going to the going to the next day, going to the lunch day, feeling great about it, skipping down the sidewalk and sit there. I present my case that <laughs> I don't present it like a lawyer, but have a right. conversation about. You know, we're ready to do this. And Nisha Nicole, she laughs at what? me. She laughs at me what? in the aspect of, wait, did you think we were about to be in a relationship, Christopher Dallas? You thought that the next time we were going to have sex, we were going to be like boyfriend, girlfriend, well, the first time, which, was, you know, we never did. Was we're going to be boyfriend, girlfriend. She was like, what? What in the world? And Nisha Nicole, I don't know the rest of the words that she said because it was all a fog around my head because I absolutely thought that I was about to have a girlfriend in her discussion. Whatever the words is, she said, I took it well. I walked her back to her building. This is in downtown D.C. Okay. I got in my, my car in the parking garage and stared at the steering wheel for about 20 minutes. Not on feeling bad, not just on feeling just bad. Confused. That things worked out. That's the word. That's the word we're talking about in this Monday morning report. And whether it's a recent date like yours, dating experience, or whether it's something that's going back a few years like mine, it's still confusion. I, and, so I'm definitely confused with Let's, let's with hear, your, let's hear your questions. Let's hear so your questions. What does she think you guys were leading up to? I have no idea what she, th again, I couldn't even concentrate on the words coming out of her mouth. On that seventh date, that seventh lunch date, I don't even know what she said because all I heard was her laugh. Her tone was so, "What the hell? What's what's up with you? What is you think we're about to be in a relation?" That was her tone, and that's really all I heard. Okay, how did, did she know that you guys were on dates, or did she think we you guys were, on were just dates. friends? I met her friends. She met my friends. A mutual friend set us up. The mutual friend who set us up was really excited about us going out because she's like, you guys will be great together. And I was like, okay, keyword together. So, yeah, right. I, I don't know. Again, that's why I spent all of that time. The questions that you're asking me now on this podcast are the questions that I was asking myself when I walked back to my car in that parking garage in downtown right. D.C. Like, where did I get off track? And, and the only thing that's, again, the main thing that is a correlation between your story and mine is dating. And it comes to half a dozen dates and you're confused as to what this guy actually wants from you. He seems to be interested, but he's not pursuing anything sexually or romantically in terms of a kiss or physical affection. This woman seemed to be interested. We woke up in the bed half naked just a couple of days. And I was like, didn't she wake up cut in the bed? We had done fooling. Her. Where did she think this was going? And we became nothing. We became not lovers, not friends, not anything. The end. That is really odd to me because, yeah. and and it, it, I guess it also uh, shed some light on why sometimes guys seem so adverse to going on multiple dates without yeah. knowing where this is going. Because okay. maybe they've had situations like yours. Because I've seen um, comments online where guys just get really irate, like 
saying things like women only want food and blah blah and <laughs> sir i can feed myself like yeah, yeah. My line, I haven't missed many meals. Okay, I don't think obviously. this woman, she had a great career. She wasn't out for food or anything like that. Uh, I'm not sure what she was in it for. I'm not sure how yeah. she saw the whole thing. And there's no Yelp, Yelp or dating review site that she didn't leave a review <laughs> for me to find out exactly what was wrong and why we became nothing. But what I'm saying is that's an easy go-to for some men instead of them saying, assessing you know, the situation. That yeah, assessing the situation yeah. or really trying to to dig deeper or something it, it's it's easy to just say oh she just wanted meals free meals right. or whatever right. which is silly but i hearing this story it kind of makes me understand why some guys can get to that point well i don't like any I don't like any narrative where you blame an entire gender for the behavior of one person. Even no, if you've seen no. repetitive behavior from friends or you've experienced it, it's not women out there who just did it for meals. It's not men who are just, they got so many mama issues or whatever it is that you're hearing or experiencing. Oh, man, I, I know you're I, not doing that. I you're agree. You're not doing that. I definitely that. agree. But too many people out there that. jump immediately to like, this is the problem with men. Oh, man, it's just the guy that you were saying. Yeah, just move on. Move yeah. on. It, it really bothers me to see people like they go far left or far right. And it's like, yeah. where's the middle ground? Because the world is mostly gray. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's not truly black or white. It's mostly gray. And that's, that's where we reside in real life is in the gray area. Because you're always going to have some bad apples. You're always going to have the jerks or whatever. That's it. But I still remain optimistic when it comes to dating and actually finding someone. So Well, goody, good. I'm still not in, in feeling like getting back into it. I feel optimistic about the world and the universe, but okay. not necessarily about dating um, I was gonna for say, myself. This is, this is the one time where I'm yeah. the optimist and you're you not. So, that's correct. Wow, that's I love the world. I love the planet. I love all of God's creatures, but I am not here to be optimistic about my own dating life at this moment in time. But of course things can change but we'll see a, if things change for you with this guy we'll see uh but it's a conscious decision on your part so yeah that's the that's that wraps up the the monday morning report cool. and so we can now go into the buzz and so as i was saying that was a conscious decision on your part to not date the buzz our good friend Nick Cannon yeah. recently was on a podcast, Drink Champs, and said that he's decided to be celibate. Yeah. Until 2022. I mean, oh, that's... Okay, yeah, he's going to Q4, <laughs> the fourth quarter of uh, 2021, he's going to go without and then ramp it back up January 1st like a buffet. We don't know if that's what he's going to do. He did not say that. He said, yeah. I'm going to see if I could make it to 2022, which doesn't yeah. sound very um confident in that it doesn't season. i see if i can make it past thanksgiving it doesn't sound like you know in the ho christmas holiday season like like he's on a diet and he's going to see whether or not he can make it through the tough times right. of the ho I, holiday season i mean yeah the guy just had four four kids within the last 12 months you know he, he, he might have to get a little christmas loving to one of the baby mamas uh he did. He did. so it well, might right be it might be difficult to make it to 2022 it might, it might, it might, it might. So I, I think, first of all, Nick Cannon is like, 
I don't know, is my uh, spiritual guru or something like that? There's so many things that I had in common with him. Maybe spiritual to guru is too much of a reach. But Nick Cannon's activities, dating more than one woman at a time, like physically right? going on the date with them, not just like hiding it and dating more than one woman. But um, having all these baby mamas is something that I can't relate to. But having multiple women that I'm dealing with at any one time, that is something I used to do all the time. And it's not the first time that somebody has brought up that my life at one point resembled what Nick Cannon has right now, except I wasn't dating models off of TV shows. I was dating regular I mean, women who... I mean, we we, yeah. we, we date and within our pool. That's me. That's so, I'm within my pool. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean... Yeah. And I think from from previous interviews that he's done, as yeah. far as with the kids, that was a conscious decision as well um, because he I, I forgot the, the direct quotes but basically saying that he wanted to be fruitful and multiply um, which to me is problematic within itself when, it is, you, it is. when you have okay. three three baby mamas four within, but three within one year span oh gotcha 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 yeah and four all together right um it's, it's problematic simply because, yes, you have the money and resources to care right. for the children, but yeah. your time resources are, they have to be limited with all of the yeah. projects and things yeah. that he does yeah. and work-wise because he's, you know, he's not only on in front of the camera on a lot of projects, he's behind also the behind the camera on a, a lot of point. projects. And, you know, money can only go so far when it comes to parenting. True, true. So that that's that's the part that I have, you know, that I've questioned. Like, dude, is this really a good decision? That's as a great point. That's such a great point. Kids, and and um, I wasn't thinking about all of that until until you brought it up. I was thinking that the difference between he and I is that he had the money to go ahead and not pull out, and I didn't have that money, <laughs> so I had to go ahead and pull out. But you made a great point that even though he has the money, he still doesn't have the time to be able I to mean, raise you had, kids. You had the money for at least, I had a great corporate at, America at, job, at least, but not enough to have for one pull out for, have, for one non pull out. Oh no, no, no I was pull out. My pull out game was amazing. I was pulling no. out right on time, man. <laughs> But the point is that I didn't want to have the children. He did. He made the conscious decision to say, I'm going to go ahead and have kids and be fruitful. I made the conscious decision to say, I'm going to date and smash as much as possible, but I'm pulling out. But um, also, as your friend, yeah. I also know that you wanted to, to have a child with a mate that you're oh, actually in a relationship with. Correct, you didn't correct. want I, to just... That was important to you, too. A wife and, and not, kids would trump any of yeah. these dating scenarios that I've talked about. No matter how wild my stories get, I'd rather have the wife and kids, the German Shepherd, the two-car garage, and the white picket fence. I'd rather have had that the entire right. time. Right. Uh, the dating smashing stories that I have sometimes seem to be amusing to family and friends or on a podcast, but you can set them all on fire if you're going to give me a wife and kids. Right, right. All of those stories can be set on fire. I could care less. But in the context we're talking about with Nick Cannon, um, I, I guess he's enjoying himself as well. I mean, it's one thing to be fruitful, but you're not just being fruitful with um, just anybody. These are yeah, like a long term girlfriend or something. It's just like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna have a whole commune here. And right, right. <laughs> but his decision to be celibate again, even though even he may not be taking it seriously as I am, but I can relate. He's taking a celibate. Just, 
decision, celibacy decision, because he doesn't want to be able to have any more kids, at least in the in the short term. I'm doing right. the same thing, making celibacy, because I don't want to be involved in any of the madness of casual dating, uh, me hurting other people's feelings, me. I don't want to be worried about pulling out anymore because you still have to be worried about whether or not somebody's going to come on their period in a couple of weeks, whether or not I've gotten somebody pregnant that I don't even want a relationship with. Right. All the rest of those things that go along with casual sex, like we detailed um, in our last podcast. So Nick Cannon, God bless him. Hopefully he can stay in it for the long haul. I've enjoyed it. Celibacy so much. I'm just like, do I ever have to go back? Oh my goodness, this is are amazing. You, are you yeah. serious right now? Um, what? What? Yeah. What about what? Which part? Do you ever have to go back? So you would be okay with not ever having sex again? It's like when I came really close a month or so ago. I was relieved that I didn't actually have it. I I was I got myself. But I think that that was that may have just been the person in a situation. Agreed. 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 Thank so you. So, like hypothetically speaking, if yeah. your if your crush was like, right, if my hey, work Chris, crush, right, right, yeah, yeah, I would and, have already dropped this microphone and been on the way there. You're absolutely <laughs> exactly. Right. It depends exactly. on the person, and since I can't get a girlfriend delivered to my front door by Amazon Prime, then. I just enjoy still being in the peace and quiet of don't have to worry about any pregnancies, disease, pulling out, uh, feelings involved. None of that is a concern if you're not actually having sex and doing any dating. Can't stay Got this it. way forever. I can't stay this way until I'm 80 years old. I know. But in I this mean, moment, you could, but I could, probably, I could, it's probably not ideal. Probably so, not ideal. Outside of sex, do you miss yeah. companionship? Are you just enjoying the me time right now? I'm enjoying the me time completely. I, I've been out on a couple of dates here and there. They were okay, but nothing that I'm rushing back out to do. I, I still think, and you know from our discussions over previous years, I still think I'm still tired from all of the ripping and running and dating and the, the enormity right. of my social and professional life over all that time. I'm still tired from all of that, and I haven't gotten, <sighs> I'm still winded. And until that comes back in me, um, then... I feel great about where I am. I feel great about it, Nick Cannon, my <laughs> spiritual guru. You're my guy out there, man. <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Right now, for me, I'm like, um, like I really, even though I'm not pursuing a relationship like yeah. full on, I do like companionship. I do like being able to have someone to call and talk to every now and then or go on cool. a date with or whatever. And something I haven't really brought up on the podcast much was like right after my marriage, I jumped right into a situationship. And mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that was kind of like a link. And I really enjoyed that person a lot. Mm -hmm, and we had mm -hmm. a, had a good time. And then when I severed that, whatever it was, yeah. um, I kind of miss being able to just date and hang out and, whatever so so yeah I hear you. and you mentioned some aspects of the guy that we were making fun of it but we even though he's not progressing enough with the kissing or or being romantic it's good to be able to hang out with him you mentioned that like he's a good person to be able to hang out with yeah and you like hanging out with somebody of the opposite sex and, and i can relate to that I and can the thing and and really the positives are um like one of the things that's frustrating about dating is a lot of times people 
fail, at, especially men, because I don't date women, so I can't speak on that part. <laughs> they have a hard time making plans. And it's like, dude, oh, just man. pick a place or whatever. Uh, so so he's really great about that. We have yeah. great conversation. Yeah. We can we can talk with ease and it's not like awkward or whatever. And and then he thinks about the future. Like we talk about other things. So those are things that I and I think other women enjoy and like about dating. So, you know, note to single guys out there who are not named Nick Cannon, please <laughs> plan your dates with a little bit of thought behind them. Close the end. If you would like to see this woman again, close the end of date number two with plans for date number three. Yes. Follow up. Say, hey, are we still good for Thursday? Are we still good for Saturday? Plan your dates out. Women love that. And there's so lack of you guys. I hear it all the time from women. So many guys out there who aren't able just to be able to plan the next date, which seems like such a simple thing. But it you're not does. the only one to say that. And then not only that, like most women, if you're having conversations with a person, if she says, you know, so-and-so is my favorite spot, that's a layup. Just Easy the layup. next date, the next date, say, hey, I, I booked a reservation or we're going to to this, her favorite spot at Yeah, 10. your favorite spot is, is, is Popeye's, Chick-fil-A. Which one is it? I don't know who you're talking Popeyes. to, but that's not my favorite Chick-fil-A. spot. Was no. it Wendy's? <laughs> no. Chipotle. No, no, I hear you. Yeah, you're right. It's an easy layup, <laughs> easy even a slam dunk, as a matter of fact. Yes, and it's right. it's just simple. And it shows that you were you were paying attention and you're listening to her as opposed to just staring at her ample cleavage if they're if that's there. <laughs> I'm not opposed to staring at ample cleavage, but yes, I understand. I mean, you, you I know, try it, to pay attention throughout, it, the, throughout the course of a date. It happens. Yeah. However, you know, still try to pay attention and listen because okay. we like it when you listen to us. Almost had it. <laughs> Moving right along from the buzz. Anything else we got to say on Nick Cannon wilding out? Uh, Cannon's not wild. He, he, I, I support Nick Cannon fa- Cannon's phase of not wilding out for Q4. Yeah. I definitely and support it as well. Even though I'm not hopeful that he'll make it. But anyway, I doubt he'll give us an update. <laughs> he might. He might until she yeah. until he gets that call. Santa yeah. baby. Yeah, Santa baby. <laughs> right. I was with you. I understand exactly the reference you made. That's exactly. It. Thank you. Yeah. Uh so yeah, we can we can we can wrap up the buzz right here. Wrap it up with a condom. With more than one condom, yes. Uh, <laughs> so, Nick Cannon, just wear condoms, man. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he wears them sometime. But then, you know, when he sees future baby mama, he's yeah. like, "What's the point?" Anyhow, so the topic of today, yeah, the cheating triangle. Yep, yep, yep. How you feel about it? I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean. <laughs> So you want to go over the various angles of the cheating triangle? I can definitely do that. Okay. Okay. So in the triangle, you know, you have the, the male, the man, or it it is not even always have, it doesn't have to be the man. So we'll go here. We have the cheater, right? The person who's, who's unfaithful with their mate. Okay. That's one point. Yeah. Then on the on the second point, you have the mate that's being cheated on. Yep. And then the third point is the person that's that's 
being cheated with. The side person. The side person. Right. And the thing about the side person is sometimes they're a knowing participant and sometimes they're not. Uh, true, true, true. That's great. But we're talking about mostly when people know about it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you okay. if you never knew that somebody was cheating on using you to cheat on their boyfriend or girlfriend, then you don't really have the experience of what that's like of of staying well, covert and helping them along. I mean, that's true. But yeah. a lot of times, it will start out where you don't know, and then things get a little funny, and you're like, you know. I can't get in touch with you in the evenings. What's going on? <laughs> and then they reveal to you that uh, they're in a relationship. And then the person has a decision to make. Like, do I stay or do I go? Do I milk this for what it's worth? Pun intended. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or do I walk away? And it sounds easy. It seems like it will be an easy ethical decision to make. To walk. Of course. Right. But sometimes it's not. Yeah, I have zero experience with that. I don't. I don't even think I hear about it much. But I guess that would be more. As, a as a man, uh, yeah, you probably don't. Right. Because women pretty much know. I can tell you up front, and you'll be perfectly okay with it. In a that is correct. Ding ding ding. That is correct. Whereas sometimes correct. men feel like if I, I really, tell you I'm married, I, I really then, need to get her yeah, attached to me, me first. Yes. Let me digmatize her first. Right, and then okay. let me, then I'll re drop the bomb on her. Right. Okay. Got you. Right. <laughs> but as you've said before, the deception is so big that sometimes that would cause people to bounce. So I guess if you're the married guy out there and you're trying to figure out whether or not you can get this woman to like you, then by the time you digmatize her and then try to get her to say, don't you want to still stay with me? You've already proven yourself to be a deceptive person and you could have just had that taken care of that up front. True. But at this point, what is his end goal? Because a lot of times he's not going to leave his wife anyway. So right. his end goal was to to have a little fun, and he's had the fun right. at that point. So if if she if she decides to bounce, I mean, really, what's did he lose anything? Right, right, right. So I guess outside of the person who's been cheated on without knowing whatever, I think both of us have experienced um, all angles of that. Uh, and, and I definitely wanted to be able to talk about uh, not just the angles that we've experienced, but what that means in terms of emotional intelligence and what that means in terms of the selfishness which sometimes goes along with it. And then the lack of communication. Yes. Right. Yes. And selfishness is huge. And for me, I've always felt as though um, cheating is a symptom of the problem. Okay. N not always, but in most cases, cheating is the symptom and not the actual root of the problem. Right. Because there's a problem in the relationship and cheating is a, a byproduct of that. Yeah. So the problem could be. The, the problem could be, I don't feel appreciated. I'm not getting yeah. a. Uh, a attention from my mate and all mm -hmm. of a sudden someone at my job or um on this social net and this network that i'm in is giving mm -hmm. me the attention that i'm i'm missing at home and bump bada bang bada boom mm -hmm. i'm i i have a side piece now 
that is the number one way that I've become the side dude. I have showed women attention who have a boyfriend, sometimes a husband, I hate to say it, um, who is not getting attention from their husband or boyfriend, the attention that they would like. They're not being told that they're pretty. The man is out there running around, doing whatever, uh, being out at the bar, being out with his friends. The woman is sitting at home by herself or just, you know, not going out. He doesn't take her out with her. Next thing you know, some guy, that would be me, is saying, hey, you look good. You're such and such. Where's your man? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't know. He's doing such and such. Next thing you know, <laughs> to all the men out there, if you're not paying attention to your girlfriend, I will, well, past tense, I used to fuck your girlfriend or wife. Okay, it was great. Me, Thank you very so, much. Let me ask you another question. Yeah. These women that you would yeah. be with. Yeah. At the time that you guys were messing around, was this just a band-aid for them? Or do you feel like they were working up the courage or, or money or whatever it took to leave that relationship was this a part was this a part of the exit strategy where they're mentally done and it's like i'm mentally done but i'm about to move on i or never i can i can think that's a great question i never was in a situation where the woman was actively trying to figure out a way to leave her boyfriend slash husband it was always about i'm getting what i need from this especially a married woman that i had a, a lengthy relationship with she was just getting what she needed from me and then gonna try because they, they were still newlyweds they would try to still figure out wow what yeah i know what she could do to improve her married life and, and let me also say if at any time the husband had acted right had stopped running the streets I would have been out of the picture at any time. If a couple of boyfriends, when I'm smashing their girl, had acted right and and started coming home more and more, I would have been out of the picture. It, okay. They were still the women were still hoping that their boyfriend or husband could get themselves together, and then they'd give me the boot. I was the one who was tenuous in the relationships in the in the three way relationship here. It was me who was going to go if the husband or boyfriend yeah, acted right because you were a substitute. You were a fill in. Right. So, I don't really, really like how that sounded, but yes. I mean, it is. It, that's what it was, okay? Right, right, right. right <laughs> because whatever was lacking. Yeah, attention. Was, yeah, it was, that was lacking. So it's just yeah. like, let me let me substitute and get this, this attention from here. It's like right. when you go to Wendy's and pick something up, but you okay. like... But you like McDonald's fries, so you stop at McDonald's on the way home and you get the McDonald's fries to go with your Wendy's meal like that <laughs> That's i don't like that. these fries i like their fries and yeah, i want so this to go with my burger <laughs> mix and match fast food <laughs> mix and match right. where are our sponsors i think we brought up at least five different uh fast food restaurants <laughs> in the course of this particular podcast so i don't know where our sponsors are but we're gonna have to work on that but we that's a great great that. great 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 example hmm. and so have you ever been in a situation where the woman the guy was great, but he just didn't please her sexually. Ooh, I don't think so. I'm scanning scanning the files now in my mental Rolodex where he was great and didn't please. I think that there was one in that case, but mm -hmm. I, I think she also saw him as being kind of, for lack of a better word, kind of corny, kind of didn't want to go out, and she liked she liked going out with me in addition to you know having okay. sex he was like you like to go out and we go out and have a good time he just likes to sit in the house so anytime that i've yeah. stepped out on a relationship and it hasn't yeah, been yeah. often wait you're talking about you as a side person or you no. stepping out we're changing no, me, the angle 
Yeah, we're changing the angle. When okay. I was the cheater, okay. Anytime that I've done it, my my relationship was over. Gotcha. Either I had already told the person it's over, and for whatever reason, we just haven't completely severed ties. Yeah. Or mentally, I've shut down, and I'm like, this is a done deal. And one guy in particular that I'm I'm thinking of, he was very verbally abusive mm, and no. i had a feeling that he could potentially get physically abusive oh, so no. i was slowly and, and at this time he had already started seeing someone else so i was just kind of trying to figure out the best way actually okay actually my plan was to make him think he was leaving me okay so i wow. became a super bitch Okay. And I started just <laughs> to get doing, him out of the relationship. Yeah, because I know he he was already seeing someone else, and okay. so you know, pretty much cut off the sex or whatever. And um, and I I think I I stepped out on him once, but it was just. But for me, the relationship was already done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. because for me, um, I just don't see the point in starting something with someone else and still trying to make work it work it. with my mate yeah. because that's that's just a balancing act i just don't want mm. to try to do because i would i bet it was um, <laughs> wow walk right into that one. Oh uh, yeah you did um mm. because it's just i just feel so bad like looking at this person and being able to say you know, I love you and do all those things and have the appearance of a happy family when I know that I'm not doing right by that person. Okay. And okay. I think that comes from having been hurt and deceived before. Yeah. I just know how that feels. And I'm just like, no, I'd rather just end it. And, you know, starting up with someone else before you've actually completely ended it is not wrong. It's not right. I'm not justifying that. However, in my mind, it's just like, this is just one of the steps on the way out the door, I guess. So what I hate about that for you isn't just the verbal and potential physical um, issues that were being brought up by this guy, but you can't have a great conversation with him about the nature of the relationship because your plan was to trick him to get him to leave you by being more bitchy, which means, right. which is a a terrible convoluted place to be in. Like oh, you, yes. want, you want this relationship to be over, but you can't clearly state it. And probably one of the reasons you wanted to be over because you can't clearly state things. For example. Yes. The time that I did try to state it. Yeah. I was essentially kidnapped by him. Like kidnapped. He, essentially. That's what they would have called it. If I had called the police on him, like yeah. he, Locked me up in the house and would not let me go to work that day. I I literally called my job crying because he would not let me go to work that day. And he did this because? Because I was trying to have the breakup conversation. What was his him. mind thinking that he kept you in the house? What, what was, what, what, if, if he's on this podcast, what does he say as to why, why he did that? He would probably say, um, I was not going to let you leave the room until we worked out our issues. Until we worked out our issues. Got you. Yeah. So I think a large portion of the cheating that happens is a large portion, not a small portion, is the lack of con 
the lack of communication or comfort level to be able to communicate effectively what you want to be able to say within it. Now, a lot of people may not be able to just articulate exactly what they're thinking. A lot of people may not be able to size up their relationship, but at least they need to be able to platform. All of us need to be able to have a platform to say, here's what I think and try and talk it through without repercussions coming down from the person that we're in a relationship with. Right, right. And the thing is too, if you're on the receiving end, like if, if I had a, a, a guy come to me and say, Hey, um, you're just not doing the things that you used to do in the beginning. And I feel like our relationship has gotten stale. Yeah. I think most people's reaction is to go on the defense. Of course. What do you mean? You, you're not doing this and this and this. And so how am I supposed to be able to do this when you're right. not doing? And, and that is that becomes a battle. And I don't think things get resolved in that right. way. No, they just become emotional tools to try and hurt the other person and not yes. just to be able to resolve the situation. That's what arguments are. Arguments yes. when you're trying to resolve a situation and it turns into an emotional outburst of just trying to hurt each other. Emotionally. So my my hope for people is that even if in that moment you do that, that you take some time to reflect and really start to, to think, how can I be a better mate? How can I do things to to help spice things up? What what is it that I yeah. need to do? Yeah. And um and be able to overcome that. Um you have optimism for that that i i do as well but it'll be tough in our lifetime to be able to see a whole lot of people to be able to have self-accountability to uh evaluate exactly where they are at any given time in the relationship based off what their partner is telling them i have cautious optimism cautious optimism okay because it really depends on who you're talking to sure because there are some people that just will not do self-inventory Right. Right. And I pray that I never end up in a relationship with that type of person again. And I think that at this point, because I can recognize those types of behaviors, that even if I did end up in a relationship with them, it would be quickly ended because I recognize those unhealthy type of characteristics. Well, see, hopefully that's what we're able to evaluate in those early dating stages. The dating stage where you were, where you are with date five. You're trying to evaluate exactly, trying to see exactly what this person talks like, how they communicate. All of us in those early dating stages should be able to see patterns enough of how somebody communicates or talk to them about what they've seen in their, well, see, in their relationships growing up. And this is why I always say the first arguments or the first few arguments and how you recover from those arguments yeah. are so telling. Right. Like I, you know, you, you we can say, I want to be in a relationship with you while things are going good. Right. But the true test to me, cause I've seen these couples where people get married in three, six months. And I'm like, you haven't even gone through a full range of seasons. Right. True. True and, true. and to me, a full range of seasons, I, I mean, we can do the literal seasons of the year, but a full range of seasons is your argument. The, the, um, some type of stress or strain. Yes. So yes. like if you have somebody a, loses their job, somebody loses their job, you have a family member loss yes. or some strife in your family, you really have to go through certain 
different mm-hmm. peaks and valleys in mm-hmm. that person's life, not even just in their relationship to see how they react to those things before you really know if you can be in a successful relationship with that person. I think so many people get hopeful when they make it to three months, when they make it to six months, that then they don't want to have to go back and start all the way over again at date number one with somebody else. And I get it. It's natural. It's natural to want to do that. Right. But you're still in the evaluation phase and you still have to be thinking of your long term goals of six years from now. Are you are you going to be stuck in some relationship where you're worried about them cheating or you're worried about yourself cheating? Um, I, I definitely. Yeah. Are you worried about not being able to safely and openly communicate with them about issues that you're having? And when I say safe, it's not always just a a physical safety. Is is this a space where I feel heard, where I feel understood and not attacked verbally, mentally, emotionally when I say, you know, hey, like. Cause I've battled with depression in the past and being able mm. to come to my mate and say, you know what? Things just aren't going right for me right now. I, I, I feel like I'm going through another depression. I'm at the point. I don't want to cook. I don't want to do right. that. Right. Do I feel safe enough to reveal that to you? Or oh, will man. you say something to me? Like See, that's why you crazy. Depression, the depression ain't real. Or oh, man, yeah. you just need to get in your Bible or, or whatever yeah. the thing right. is. Right. Um, you know, you ju- you just need to take come home or be early. You're working too late or whatever. Um, well, I have projects that have to be completed. I can't just end the day, or wh- whatever the case is. So, can you be vulnerable with your mate to, with whatever's going on in your life? Right. So they are. They can be supportive and see through it. That is the best form of communication when you feel like there's not any subject that you can broach that your mate will judge you for they will support you for it that's there that that's a that's a powerful feeling and when you have that in 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 a, in a person then you feel secure then you're less likely to be stepping out and doing the cheating that we're talking about as the show topic for today yes and then well and then there's those instances where some people just have an insatiable sex drive or, yeah, yeah. or you have people who who have mismatched sex drives, and we've talked about that before too. Definitely have experienced that as well. Mismatched sex drive. I had one girlfriend that she was awesome, but we had a mismatched mismatched. If I can talk, sex drive. <laughs> if I would have married her, I I definitely would have needed a, a a side woman. Just uh, there's no way I had a big powerful sex drive and just wasn't going to be able to cut it to do it once a month for 15 minutes with the lights out missionary that wasn't going to cut it what say what now once Once a a month month, for 15 minutes with the lights out missionary oh man yeah maybe twice a month but yeah definitely lights out for 15 minutes her whole thing was don't be trying to pound me out past 15 minutes 10 minutes would have been better for her what i'm saying is that despite the greatness of her of our relationship and every other aspect is exactly what you're saying mismatch sex drive would have been there i don't want to spend too much time on that because i don't think that many people have that issue in their in their in their relationships i'm sure some people do at varying at at varying levels like you know we we've talked about before in the beginning the sex is great and blah blah blah. then you get into the to the humdrum of the daily life and then it starts waning and things like that so Whew, yeah, that's right. a t- that's a tough one right there. 
And I just wonder how many people, I mean, I know on social media a lot, we see more people are doing untraditional relationships. Yeah. And I just wonder if, if that's a fix or if that would just open the door to more problems within relationships. Yeah, I have no idea how that goes. Maybe I need to sign up for something like that that would, that would, that would take me out of my doldrums that I feel about dating. I mean, is there an untraditional website that I can sign up to? Untraditional, non-traditional? I'm sure there are. Is it run by Nick Cannon? <laughs> it's funded by Nick Cannon. So he's funded not, by he's Nick a, Cannon. I'm just kidding, people. Before yeah. you start saying, yeah, oh, no, 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 but, no, no, um, crazy emails about Nick Cannon. That's my spiritual guru. But even still, I think the communication has to be even better if you're going to yeah. do that route, because you have to have clear, clear boundaries and clear, um desires and goals i would yeah. say if if i were to do that i would definitely have to have some 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 boundaries set and some clear goals the goal is when i'm feeling like i need a little extra spice outside of us then this is what i'm gonna do and the the boundary is no emotional connections this is just an example i'm giving so, yeah, yeah 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 i don't know that that all sounds tough that all sounds complicated i just would like a regular girlfriend delivered by amazon prime <laughs> to my front door i don't the non-traditional i'm, I'm out of that now i don't okay. i don't need any i will yeah. send a send a memo to jeff bezos for you please okay? yeah let him yeah. know yeah. i will i will not in the canon so um how would you what's what's your final thoughts on on the cheating triangle <sighs> The communication that has to be established has to still be able to start with you as much as we with, with within ourselves, I should say, as much as we would like to be able to put on our spouse or our mate, whether it's the early stages and we're looking for exactly how they respond to, as you say, life's up and downs or whether it's the later stages, we still have to be self-aware enough to know whether or not we're feeling comfortable in this relationship and exactly what is bothering us. It, it's one thing to be vulnerable. It's another thing to be confusing. So in my experience, the one time I had a long-term side girlfriend, when yeah. I had that main, not the side girlfriend, she was awesome. When I had that main girlfriend, <laughs> I wasn't being honest enough with what was wrong with our relationship and what I really liked about it. What I liked was superficial popularity. I was in college. She was real pretty. She was one of the cheerleaders. I liked right. that. What I right. didn't like about it was, you know, the arguing and the, 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 the bitterness, the angriness that we had behind closed doors. But I wasn't honest with myself Mm-hmm. enough to realize what I liked, what I didn't like. I didn't effectively communicate that. I just said, you know what? I'm going to go on and get me a side girl. And I had a side girl who was amazing. I'd like to recommend her for all awards. If there's an amazing side chick award, awesome side chick award, she needs to win all of those mm. awards. Like mm. year mm. after year, she was amazing. Um, <laughs> but, but not knowing really what I needed, what I didn't need in my main relationship was the cause of our issues. Had I been okay. able to articulate that, things could have been better. I could have had a better girlfriend and not have to go on out and cheat. Or you or, could have or you could have realized this relationship is not for me. Absolutely correct. Which it wasn't. Let me walk away. Right. And I, I, I feel like a lot of times with men, I don't know why men don't like to end it. It just seems like like men don't like to end relationships. Like they there's plenty of times that I've ended relationships. Well, okay. But 
I'm generalizing, I guess. Okay, yeah. You were saying we're not going to base one guy off of and blame the whole gender for that. But I'm not basing one one guy. I've just seen this theme over and over again where men cheat, but they have no intentions of leaving. And it's just like, if it's that bad, just leave. I hear you. I definitely should have cut that relationship not even in half, into a fourth of what it was. It was a two-year relationship. It should have been six months. And then, uh, and then too, sometimes we, and like you said, you were caught up in how it looks, the aesthetics of the relationship. Oh, man, we were amazing in public. Yeah, you, you look like the perfect couple, everybody. Yeah. And I'm sure she probably felt the same way, too. Like, yeah. like we look good on paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I would I would piggyback off of what you what what you said is being able to to have that self accountability yep. and and the same thing that we've we've talked about over and over again during this episode is that communication. Yep. Um, being able to say the hard things even when it's not received well. Okay. Just a person can't fix what they don't know. Mm. So drop the he, mic. Even if they don't receive it well in the beginning, if you never tell them, they don't know what they need to work on. That's correct. So sometimes a person may be very harsh in the receiving, but I, I believe when you truly love someone mm. that it's your selfishness decreases. I I agree with that. Because when you truly, truly love someone, you want to make that person happy. Mm. So when you find out that you're not making them happy, even though it doesn't feel good to hear it, even though you don't want to hear it, Mm. eventually you will want to do the things that will make that person happy. So, Amen. So I guess that will wrap us up for the... for the show topic and yeah. and we'll just go right into the wrap up to where we talk about what we're bringing to the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are you bringing to the table this week? You know what? I'm bringing the whole history that I have. You know, I thought it would be a bad thing that, I, you know, sometimes people talk about baggage, all the things that they have in their past. I was like, I've done all this wild stuff. I've had these girlfriends. I've cheated. I've been cheated on. We didn't even talk about what it felt like to be cheated on. Uh, all oh, the rest of these yeah. things. Right, right, right. All the rest of these things that I've had and experienced. And I'm like, oh, is somebody going to have to take all of that on? But instead of looking at it as something bad, what I bring to the table is the history of the lessons learned, is how I can be better as a boyfriend in this way, how I can avoid uh, arguments in this way, how I can take the considerations that I've had when I've gone to therapy to be able to talk about some of these things. All of that wrapped up into one is a lot better, peaceful person that I can bring to the table than the person that I was before when I was spitting, spinning in different directions all at once. So my history, my baggage, with enough emotional intelligence, with enough self-awareness to it, can be a benefit or something that I can bring to the table. Love it. Sounds like your baggage is unpacked, though, so that's a good thing. okay. (laughs) (laughs) You unpacked your baggage, okay. Right. So what I'm bringing to the table is um, it's going to be weirdly worded, but The ability for a person to be vulnerable with me. Yeah. So I'm 
I'm like I said before, I words are very important to me. So if someone comes to me, my friends, family or whatever, and they're being vulnerable, I, I'm, I really am uh, conscious about how I respond to them and not being flippant and not try to discount what you're saying. Even if I don't understand what you're saying, yeah. like you might say that, say it's, say you you have a lot of money and you say i just feel broke i might not understand that <laughs> but <laughs> okay all right instead of me just writing that off maybe ask some follow-up questions well what's causing you to feel that way and sure trying to get to the bottom of it like sometimes i really think i miss my calling because i think i should have been a therapist or something you can be a therapist <laughs> for all the people that are listening right now to the podcast you can <laughs> be a therapy for them uh, okay that's a good goal so that's that's what I feel like I bring to the table is right. giving a person a safe space to be vulnerable with me. Awesome. That's what we all need. That's what we need. So uh, they better give it back to me, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Reciprocate, ladies and gentlemen. Reciprocate. Reciprocation. Yeah. Um, so once again, I want to thank everyone for listening. And please do us a favor and share the links to our podcast, wherever you listen to our podcast, uh, whatever platform you listen on, please put those links on your social media, share it with your friends and family. If there's an episode that you really enjoyed and you think, hey, so-and-so might like this, send it to them. And also to join the conversation, to send us feedback or ask questions, you can send us an email at askthetable at gmail.com gmail all right and that's the end of this episode so thank you everybody for listening once again thank you so much i'm christopher dallas i'm nisha nicole until next time bye-bye